When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This show is brought to you in association with Labbooks. Just click the link on the description to the show, sign up and get a free bet up to £50 when you enter the promo code LAD50. Go on, do it. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. Who's that voice in your ears? It's your favourite Newcastle Natter, Fergus Craig. Uh, today I'm joined by Dave Watson. Hello. And Paul Doolan. Hello. And not Charlie Hunter. <laughs> He's on the bench. Um, I listened to uh, the last podcast um, while I was returning from my uh, uh, cosmopolitan trip to uh, Berlin because um, I'm in the one uh, <laughs> percent, and uh, and I, I listened to that podcast. I mean, I, I don't know how many listeners we have this week. Uh, compared to last week, I mean, how many listeners that we've got that got through the first 10 minutes of that podcast? But I don't know. I mean, Charlie, he's got a lot to offer. I think the podcasts when he's on are quite exciting. There's, yeah. there, there's a lot of um, vibrant debate. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And he definitely represents a section of Newcastle fans. But that's not necessarily the most coherent sec- <laughs> section of Newcastle fans. And, um, as, and I don't want to sound cliquey and I don't want to sound like we're bullying him. But, <laughs> but um, podcast with Charlie, the first sort of 10 minutes, mm. they do get quite shouty. Yeah, I, I've got to take some blame for that. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. I mean, I, if you're not there, I'll often be the one shouting at Charlie. <laughs> Okay. Um, it's. I think sometimes he's got legitimate points, but they're mixed in with many. Like my favourite part of last week's pod was Dave when you said it was a foul in the box, and Charlie said so. <laughs> <laughs> like with absolute conviction, like that was a strong point. <laughs> I think at that point the vein popped out of my head. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. you know, uh, Charlie will return at some point. Um, but uh, not this week. So, um, uh, last week's game, uh, this weekend's game. Yes. Uh, I watched it on a stream. Paul, did you? I did. I watched it on the same stream, and I think you commented on Twitter at the time. My The main thing I took away from that stream was the pronunciation of the commentator. Yeah, so yeah. Paul Dummett became Dumay. Dumay, <laughs> for some reason. Like, yeah. Well, that was the, the, the co-commentator who went for Dumay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is quite lazy to just look at Newcastle and think they must be French. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Mitrovic became Mitrovic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah there, was it was, like, there was a real, like, Halloween, yes, master, <laughs> kind of vibe to the commentary. It was like that commentary team has uh, decided pre-game, we're going to set ourselves out from the rest by having the most... Uh, specific pronunciations. It was so odd. Uh, Dave, you didn't manage to watch the game properly, did you? Because of stream problems. Because of right? stream, I was trying to watch it on an iPad, and you, I just couldn't find a reliable stream. Yeah. So I'm going to have to tap out of talking about the, okay. the game in great detail. Okay, but. fair enough. I mean, like um, that's one of uh, our the disadvantages of of having a podcast based around Newcastle United. 
uh, where everyone who is on the podcast is based in London and can't <laughs> yes. go to the games. So uh, usually we're at the mercy of bad feeds. But being based in London, it does mean that we have the opportunity to go for a couple of drinks before the game and sit next to a really, really posh man. <laughs> and just before we left, he said to whoever he was with, I mean, I don't know if you've been to that part of the world, but Alan Shearer is just a god. <laughs> I, I mean, he's just... And he was talking about some kind of... This is all I can give you. We had to leave to come to the pod... And I didn't have the guts to go and ask him, what the fuck are you talking about? But, but he was talking about some kind of scheme in which if one in 20 people take a photograph with him, then you're looking at a million pound gross a year. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's obviously some kind of... I think he was trying to set up like a wedding photo booth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with, like with Alan Shearer, yeah. just going around the northeast. There's some kind of project in the pipeline... <laughs> And if, if the deal goes through and you end up taking a photo with Alan Shearer and, and somehow paying for it... Not with Alan that's, Shearer. That's the man who's making the money. <laughs> it's not with Alan Shearer. It's with, with Alan Shearer. I don't know if you've... Uh, I, I mean, it's, he said, he said um, I mean, it's not quite Mecca, but it's close. <laughs> so um, that's the scoop uh, from London. Um, right. Paul, you did watch the game. I did, yes. And I thought it was quite a positive performance, if not result. Yeah. We were basically at the mercy of Jack Butland having one of the best games he's had, I would say. Right. I mean, we were on top for a lot of it. We didn't... They had a couple of good chances, but really, we had three or four really good chances. Sissoko should have scored at least once, but... I was going to say, because the the highlights I've seen... the. There was the the save that Rob Elliott made, and then the sort of there point were, blank one. Yeah, the point blank one, and then after that, it just seems to have been chance after chance after chance for Newcastle. Where a lot of so, so a lot of people have been saying that it's um, Butland's been getting a lot of credit where it's undue because all of the shots seem to be straight at him. My my thing is he's a good keeper because he's he's put himself into a position where he can um, he's in the right position to make an easier save. Then if he were if he hadn't made those little adjustments to his position, he would have been out of position. And then like instead of just making a save within his like uh, the the American term, you, you like baseball, don't you, Fergus? A little, right? Yeah. You know, you, you heard the term wheelhouse. That's in his wheelhouse, yes. yeah. Which just means it's in his like comfort zone. Butland was making saves within his comfort zone, but that's because he's a very good keeper and was putting himself in the position to make the save that he has to probably make a little bit easier. So the saves he made against uh, um, Sissoko, the, the point-blank save, well, not the point-blank, but the... The Sissoko one-on-one, yeah. you kind of felt like that could have gone through his legs. It was a good save, but at the same time, like a few of our chances, they should have been put yeah. into the corner. I thought it was a good performance from Jack Butlin, and he uh, probably deserved Man of the Match. But I yeah. tend to agree that it, I don't think it was Tim Krul at White Hart Lane-esque. They weren't a series of incredible saves. Yeah, they I were just agree. a series of like saves where you wouldn't have necessarily blamed the keeper if there'd been a goal, maybe in a couple of them. But in general, they were like. I mean, the save. Or he was just the man in the way. But then the save against Lasalle from the from. Oh, the, from the corner. That was a yeah, great save. It's a free kick, wasn't it? From the. Doesn't anyway. Doesn't matter. The 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 save that he made from Lasalle. That was pure reaction and that was an unbelievable save and he is getting that like it's almost people are reining in the credit that he's getting but genuinely he that was a superb goalkeeping display because he was he was outstanding and most of it was because of his his positional play are they reining in the credit that jack butland is getting because and i sort of hate this word but is there amongst the uh, magpie community a narrative building in which uh we're shit (laughs) and therefore um we don't want to give you don't want the story a lot of the fans i would suggest perhaps don't want the story to be we were we lost we didn't win because 
Jack Butlin was so good, we didn't win because we're shit. Right, yeah. I, and there uh, might be some truth to that. I don't know. There might be, but then you... So that that would... Yeah, I mean, that, that narr- narrative... Uh, that would tie in with what's gone before, where we look at, like, the Chelsea game, and it was a, it was a wonder goal from Ramirez, and then it was one of those free kicks that just happened. You look at the uh, the Norwich game, and everything worked, and that's kind of supports your feeling that... Well, we weren't playing particularly well against Norwich for the most part we were playing some decent football but it wasn't amazing it wasn't you know it wasn't Barcelona tiki tacky it was just good football and then the Sunderland game the only reason we lost that was because of the we got the man sent off and the penalty in the in the, in the same minute just before half time and then this game oh it's because of the the the, the world class display by by Botland I get that I understand why you'd say that that was a, a like again a, a a theme a narrative going through but honestly he was in amazing form he was that good like that that Lascelles chance alone would have won us the game. Yeah, I think we were the better team and like we were a work in progress. We looked mm. to be getting better every week and I again, there's an excuse every week for why what's happening is positive, which is the worrying thing, but I do think we looked fairly decent. On another day we would have won 2 or 3 nil. It's I mean, we're making chances. I mean, Van Alden has been in the local press today uh, saying that He's concerned that we're not putting the cha- he's concerned that we're not putting the chances away, but he's like reassured that we're making the chances, and we are. I mean, we we, we managed fifteen shots against Stoke, who under Mark Hughes they're not a bad side. They're a, they're a comfortable mid yeah. mid table side, and we were by far the better team. And if they'd had instead of Jack Butland in in the in in between the sticks, if they'd had Rob Elliott. No disrespect to Rob Elliott because he had an okay game, but if they had Rob Elliott instead of Jack Butland. We would have won that comfortably. I think as well. We're but they didn't that's because that's the nature of football in which you is. have the players which are on your own <laughs> team. <laughs> but <laughs> I know what you say. I just mean if... The, if I if, mean, if we'd have just swapped squads. <laughs> <laughs> but if... if uh, genuinely, if, if they didn't have Butland, if they had a, a lesser keeper I than Jack Butland... He, I and also, Jack Butland's going to have bad games. And that was just one of those... That was his... That was Spurs... That was Tim Krull versus Spurs. Seriously, it was... I worry that uh, not only are we not representative of a lot of Newcastle fans in the fact that um, only a third of the people uh, speaking on this podcast have a Newcastle accent and uh, 0% of us... Are you talking talking about me? (laughs) It's quite a strong Geordie accent. I'm talking about Dave. And 0% of us... uh, live in Newcastle and, and go uh, and are season ticket holders um, but also it feels like uh, we're not representative of Newcastle fans in the sense that we're still I don't want to use the word positive but we're, we're quite forgiving I don't know if that is unrepresentative though like the end of the game there was no booing in the stadium yeah no like the the whole, I'm not going to say narrative again, but the whole thing that gets bandied about... You just about, did, mate. You just did. <laughs> you fucking prick. But the idea of Newcastle fans having this false expectation of how good we are, we drew at home against Stoke and got clapped off. Because I think yeah. we could see that we're playing better. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's easy to get um, a, uh, a misconstrued... Is that the word? Uh, um, an unrepresentative... A picture from being on Twitter mm. and reading tweets from other people who are also not at the game um, because it's it's so negative. I mean, what some people are saying now, I mean, I could pick out an individual, but what some people are saying now is the fact that we're playing uh, nice football and not winning as if that, that as if that's even more worrying. But, we but pick- I would say that... I, that's less worrying yeah. than playing yeah, yeah, shit football yeah, and not winning. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we picked up more points than the teams around us because yeah. we got a point and they and you, all lost. And you've also got to look at, as Paul said, we're a work in progress. Like <coughs> Mitrovic... Excuse me. It's okay. <coughs> One more. Go on. <laughs> Mitrovic, uh, Mitrovic, Vijnaldum, uh, Mbemba are all finding their feet in this league this season. I'm, I'm, I'm ignoring Tovan at the minute and also... Ivan Tony. Mbemba looked damn good. Mbemba looks like he he's he's 
taking this, the, the league in this stride. He's not. He's not. I honestly thought he was going to be more like a, an Mbiwa, more more a ball playing midfield, a ball playing centre half trying to like pass his way out of trouble. He's more he like Albert. He, he just <laughs> legs he likes it a run, doesn't he? He yeah. likes yeah, a run. Look. One a game. He's at, at least. <laughs> oh. It's almost like he, he's looking at the, the 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 two central midfielders in front of him and just goes, "You guys are fucking shit." I'll do it. And he just goes off and uh, has a run upfield, and I, I mean, like that. The worrying that. thing is that he's definitely our best defender. Yeah. So when yeah. he runs up, you're like, mm, no, we've no, only no, got Colin Shady <laughs> back there. <laughs> or is our best defender Mike Williamson? Because Mike Williamson, oh, as Jesus, uh, no. most listeners will no. know, uh, no. has gone on loan to Wolves. Mm. Um, immediately in the starting lineup. Immediately, man of the match. But to be fair, we have always said Mike Williamson is a good championship defender. So he's really, he's so he could be really point. handy when we go down there next season. <laughs> oh yeah, that's probably why he's on loan. Yeah. The, the thing is, like, the way that they're set up, Wolves, they they needed some big, um, uncomplicated, just confident. Defender and Mike Williamson is what? He's 171 appearances for Newcastle United. You'd say years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's 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 an experienced centre half. He he'll find playing in the Championship, even for Wolves, he'll find that a fucking breeze compared to playing for us. He's not a good centre half, and him going out on loan to them is works out brilliantly for all of us. Chill out. I love the fact that you just turned to us and went, and he's what. 171 appearances <laughs> as if like all Newcastle fans are supposed to immediately know how many appearances every player have no it's been it's, it's been uh, spoken of quite a okay. lot lately because right. okay. everybody's Fair been enough. saying how okay. the fuck did he get that many but okay. I just he's he's he still right. had one good season don't forget the yeah, but get the- Mike to Brazil campaign. <laughs> right, that was definitely tongue firmly in cheek. Yeah, but all I'm saying is don't judge the guy on his on his debut, for God's sake, because I, I keep going back to it, but Fabrice Prancrat had a f- stunning debut against Watford, well, I think Mike, and he's done nothing. Mike Williamson at Wolves is his kind of level. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with like no. he will he'll get man of the match performances in the championship. I think. Apparently Wolves, I mean, I'm going off the game and we will get back to the game. Although I don't know how much else there is to say about it. But um, apparently Wolves also fancy Ivan Tony as well Mm. on loan. Yeah. I mean, I'd quite like to see him go on loan. Yeah, to a championship club if he's going to play. I don't see why not. The only concern is that we've really only, as strikers go, we've only really got um, Perez and Mitrovic and uh, Cissé. So if we start loaning out Tony... Riviere. <laughs> is he injured, Riviere? Yeah, yeah, he's back soon, but he's, he's out. A couple of injuries and we're, we're down to playing and, Johan Gufran up and front. And De Jong is kind of a striker. Um, mm. He came on. Yeah. Mm. Not much fit, is he? He, didn't, he looked as knackered as anyone else on the pitch having come on. Mm. He looked like someone's dad was coming on. <laughs> I think the... He sort of suffered. I like De Jong, or I like the yeah, idea of no, him. And that's the thing. Based on very little. <laughs> but I think he suffered a bit in a way because him coming on meant we had to go back to 4 2 3 1, which mm. I don't think we look nearly as dangerous with. I mean, we no. still made chances with him on. Which is something that Charlie Hunter pointed out early on in the season. He is. Hats off to Charlie Hunter. Although I've just got, literally gone onto our Twitter account and we literally just got a tweet from Porky's Prisoner saying, I hate to ask this, but is Charlie Hunter on the podcast as a troll? (laughs) (laughs) Does he even watch football? (laughs) Sorry, Charlie, but... (laughs) (laughs) No, the the thing thing with De Jong is that I think that if he were... um, If if we were playing 4-3-2-1... Oh, four, one, two, three. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Uh, if we were playing that, uh, I think he'd be all right. But I don't think we're going to play that because he's not going to usurp Perez. He's no. certainly not going to usurp uh, Mitrovic. He's not going to usurp Vinaldum if we want to play a number ten like that. We, he's not going to get a game. I honestly get rid. To be honest, though, uh, at Newcastle, D- uh, Dion. Yeah, CM Dion. Like I, as you were saying, I liked the the idea of him, Paul. But it's just not going to fly. Uh, 
Are you forgetting our uh, injury record? I was going to say, Newcastle, you never... I mean, more than one he's injury tro- away from was, the He's game. top of that list. I was going to say... And like, that, would be, that would be the ultimate irony if he's <laughs> the guy who saves us from an injury no, crisis. But, I mean... I don't think he operates in a position that we need... That We're not short of cover for the position that he operates in, and it's not a position that we're even playing. We're all, we, play, yeah. we would play him as a, as a, a deep-lying striker, okay? And without, without being a dick... We're playing four four two and it's doing okay. And if we were to play uh, with one off, like a, a, a f- I don't know, like a four four one one or whatever, we'd be playing Perez in that hole. We wouldn't be playing De Jong. I think you say get rid, but I mean, we can't really get rid right now. And no one, uh, I mean, Would some want. people might take him, but we'd be paying most of his wages. Mm. So let's. I think at least argument- if you can pay all those wages. Let's at least give ourselves the opportunity that maybe he might come good. I think there's an argument for getting him fit and then seeing what he can do. And he's... I don't know if you've seen the reserve game that Newcastle have got Mm. tonight as we're recording against Aston Villa reserves. He's... Like asked to play for the reserves to get match fitness up. Yes, I've heard about that. And we should have quite... I think we're having quite a strong light. So Marvo's going to be playing for them as well. And Tony... Don't get me wrong. I think he's a... I think he's a very good player, and I think he's a he's a very good professional. I don't think he's taking the. I don't. Th- I'm not putting him in the same bracket as like uh, Tovan or, or or Cabela, where it's it's not working because of their approach. I just honestly, I don't think he's going to come good for us. So I mean, he's not young either. He's what twenty seven, twenty eight, something like that. Probably. Well, yeah. It's not even that we're holding out for for the potential. He's. I've heard his brother's good. Should we get Luke Dion? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so um, it was a nil-nil, mm. but um, I thought uh, Mitrovic, Mitrovic and uh, Perez uh, looked very nice together. It's, they, it feels like a, a sort of poor man's Shearer and Bellamy, I think, from watching okay. him. Like right. similar roles. Okay. It's nice to have a partnership where... Yeah. Well, Perez is the Bellamy in football uh, style in that yeah. relationship. Mitrovic, in terms of likelihood to uh, start a fight. Kick Neil Lennon in the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've both got bits of Craig Bellamy. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like the look of the two of them because I think that they will get a part, like get an understanding between each other. I mean... It feels weird getting excited about a team who's won one game this season and has such a bad record this year. So I'm not excited about the team. But uh, Perez, he's got an ability to throw in a lovely little turn. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Just to turn a player. It's so lovely. He seems to have that low centre of gravity thing that Messi has where he can just... He's definitely the next next Messi. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah, he's absolutely... (laughs) Well, on my football manager game, he's worth 45 million or something. Right, <laughs> so, okay. So that's okay. proof. Well, I was bitten by Yaya Sanogo in that oh, sense. We've all, we've all been bitten by him. Yaya Sanogo. And then um, uh, Mitrovic, he's, he's able to hold up the ball with some real, yeah. not only strength, but skill. He's got such a mm. good touch. He and was then, a handful as well at the weekend, he I is. thought. And he's, he's controlling himself, isn't he? Yeah. He's controlling himself, and they, and it, it's obviously anyone who plays us, and understandably so, there are instructions to wind him up. But I, mm. does it not look like he kind of enjoying that? Yes, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, like, and almost that, like in his refusal to react, that's him to. You know what I'm saying? To be fair, I've just remembered he did get a yellow card and. After that yellow card, he did something which he did would dive. have been he w- no it would he did a tackle I think or he did something that could have got him a yellow card he maybe did, so, you know yeah. it's fine he didn't so well done <laughs> I think the worst I'm thing he did was that it's dive. not like he's perfect no 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 but the, he's still only a bear and he'll still he'll come through and he'll grow up a bit the I guy's th- just a bear yeah sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Fergus has gone mad early. Uh, he's this gone week. rogue. He's yeah. gone rogue. Uh, no, him, him and Perez, like, 
keep playing them they'll they'll start scoring goals together and they'll start enjoying playing with each other playing alongside each other you'll see Perez get more out of Mitrovic than you would do him playing alongside Cisse yeah because Cisse it's a very one-sided relationship where Perez will create goals for for Cisse with his little his wonderful turns and such but with with Mitrovic Mitrovic is quite happy nodding a ball down for for Perez whereas Cisse nah he'll he'll take on the volley so um we're getting a little positive. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't think we were talking about a team who are third from bottom with seven <laughs> points. Um, and uh, over the course of this podcast, I seem to remember us talking about um, we needed to once we had Watford coming up at home and yeah. get a result there, and we had Sheffield Wednesday and the Cup, and that would be a chance to blood some uh, fringe players and. Um, and then we had a nice little run of games coming up. We had Norwich. We did get a result there, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Then we had Sunderland, who are shit, so we'd obviously be fine against Sunderland. Mm-hmm. I know it's an anomaly, but we did lose 3-0. Those are just the facts. And right. then we had a game against Stoke at home, so we'd hope we'd do well. We got a 0-0. When, um, you know, you, you learn from what is actually happening. We've got coming up, we've got Bournemouth away mm-hmm. who should considering their form should be three points but considering our form mm. Mm, I don't know about that and then we've got um, who have we got next after Leicester. that Leicester we've got Leicester at home and yep. Leicester are in unbelievable form fantastic yeah and then we've got Palace away and then we've got Palace away and uh wouldn't it just be uh, wouldn't it just be amazing if uh, for Dave if uh, Pardew was to able <laughs> to put one over on us so, so I, I look at I look at the Bournemouth and I and agree and then after those games we're back into mid-table clubs it's, we're not well we'll play Liverpool next and then we're into like we're approaching Christmas and we're all oh, shit at Christmas I just I think we have to look at not only our fixtures, but then we look at the, 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 the fixtures for the teams around us. And I'm including Chelsea, even though they are much, much better than we are. They've got Stoke away, and I don't care who There's you no are. point including Chelsea. All right. They're not relegation candidates, so what's the point of No, I'm not talking about them as relegation candidates. I'm talking about them as if we can keep them, keep them in that block so that the, so getting out of the block that we're in isn't, isn't um, daunting. So we've got, like, above <laughs> us at the minute, we've got Bournemouth, Norwich, and Chelsea. Yeah? I'm saying if those three teams remain in those, like, in that group that we can approach, because we're only, I mean, we're, all, God, we're only four points off Chelsea. I think I'm going to say slightly the same thing as Dave, but in a different way. Out of Bournemouth, Sunderland, Norwich and Villa, there will be three teams on lower points than us at the end of the season. Everything I've seen so far this season, including drawing at home against Stoke, hmm. makes me think we're better than those teams. I, I agree. So, hey, okay. So- and we've only played... Well, we've played two of those teams and got three points. Okay, so um, let's just uh, throw out some uh, predictions, which we won't follow up on, but let's just do it for fun. Okay. What percentage chance at this stage, where we are now, Paul, Yeah. what percentage chance do you think we have of going down? Ten. Ten percent? Yeah. Okay. Dave? Well, I was going to say about 10, but... Are you allowed I, to say the same thing? There's nothing wrong with that. It's like being in a restaurant. There's nothing wrong with ordering <laughs> the same dish. You'd reckon 10%? Nine. Nine. <laughs> well, Can I, I change mine to an eight? <laughs> I was going to say 25%, and I thought that wasn't... But then you're... you're I think there's a 25% chance that we'll go there. I just... I agree but with... But I'm still... Con- I, that means that I'm confident yeah, 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 that we won't. We won't, but I, I still just think that... I think that the, 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 the concern comes from the fact that we're where we are. I mean, good God, we are third bottom in the league. We've only got seven points. We've played 11 games. I get, I get the concern, but I, I, I keep going back at the fact we've had, we have had a hard start. And the, the, the reasons where you said, like, oh, you're coming up with reasons why it's almost out of our hands that we're not picking up points. 
Like we're playing well, but it was the keeper. We're playing well, but it was the red card and the penalty. We're playing well, but that makes a lot of sense. But they're not. They're not untrue. Yes, like we would have put two or three goals past a less a keep. Even Jack Butland on on a on a, on a day when he wasn't in top form, and we would have we would comfortably have beaten Sunderland if had it not been for the red card, which was since proven to be, you know, on... on uh, You're on an ostrich, Sunday. mate. Ostrich. <laughs> ostrich. I would add to what Dave's saying as well. We're a team that's learning how to play football again. Like we've had three seasons of being a counter-attacking, yeah. soak it up had three on seasons the break of team. playing cricket. <laughs> well, <laughs> playing shit. Yeah. Yeah. Shit yeah. cricket. And we're like... we're. You can tell we're sort of we're playing differently. The signs are all good. I agree. It sounds like we're mental for not yeah. worrying yeah. with the points we've got and the position we're in. But I do think it's encouraging. Someone who perhaps could have potentially got us playing better football, I don't know, is uh, Remy Gard, and he's gone to Villa. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting you, that. Would you have taken? Would you rather have Remy Gard right now or Steve McLaren? What do you mean? If Remy Gard had been in control since the beginning of the season, yeah, I mean, yeah. if you if you could have a manager of Newcastle United Football Club, would you rather it was Remy Gard or Steve McLaren? I'd I'd probably go Remy Gard. I really I really rated him. However, that said, I don't know if he's going to be enough to get Villa out of the problems that they are that they're in. I just no, they they've got too many players who aren't used to the Premier League and too many players who are. Past it, and well, I don't can know. Only if hope because they do we, my head in Villa. Yeah, <laughs> we bear in mind as well. Villa nearly went down last season, and mm. then they so had, did we. The, <laughs> so but then they we. Near, then they had their two best players taken, like Delph and Benteke, who were the who was the third. Sorry, Dave's doing a uh, cleverly. Cleverly was oh, so course, important yeah. to them, right? And oh god, and Ron Vlaar. So they've yeah. had like the spine ripped out of their team, and like the, whose replacements? Like Micah Richards, who's all right. And you got then you got like Jordan Veritut, who's they're unproven. all risky signings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Amavi, I like him. The the fullback that they've got, he's a decent signing. And the, I think that's a it's a club and a set of players that you don't want to be coming into halfway through no, the season no. in trouble. And will will um, Randy Lerner suddenly find I don't know the thirty to forty million that they're going to have to spend to get themselves out of the problem? And also, where are they going to find it from? Because I'll reiterate I think one of their biggest problems is that they don't have an experienced side so they're going to have to go off and buy people with experience of the Premier League well who the hell's going to move to to Villa well that's one that's that's one club we could hopefully uh, finish above Mm -hmm. Uh, Sunderland yeah, uh, possibly you can never tell with Allardyce yeah he's a very he can get the most out of absolute Pap and he. Sunderland, we, I just sorry. While we're on the subject of Sunderland, uh, it was very enjoyable to see them uh, concede six <laughs> yes. on Sunday, and also um, for to see the fans in the crowd holding up the number six <laughs> in relation to us. I mean, to be fair, I mean, well, he, I'd rather yeah. have won the derby six times. I was going to say it's bald men fighting over a comb. Yeah, yeah. Which you would know a lot about, Dave. That's as a bold man. Uh, Sunderland are in real trouble because they have very little quality in their side. Like you've got like Jermaine Lenz is decent, and Jermaine Defoe is a really good player, but he can't get them out of all the problems that they're in. I mean, you look. He he's, he was involved in both of the goals that they scored at Everton, and I have to say I was a bit concerned because it looked like they were doing quite well, and then. Everton were just much better. They just had nothing in the middle, Sunderland. Yeah. John O'Shea's got a lot of medals. (laughs) (laughs) Wes Brown, a lot of medals. Yeah. Well, I think the problems at Sunderland are quite deep. Like, they're all big drinkers and just. Yeah, I've heard that. I heard that after the the loss to Everton, they were out in top top in Newcastle City Centre until like three in the morning. That's an interesting choice. What? To go to Newcastle City Centre after considering six goals. To be fair, if, if your options are Newcastle or Sunderland... What is there in between? Oh, I suppose they could have gone to Yarm out in North Yorkshire. I, there's literally, there's nothing. 
It's it's one of the one of the others. Why not just um, go to one of their houses and have a dinner party? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Adam Johnson. He's on the pull. All right. Okay. Um, so, uh, oh, here's another question. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I've asked the negative. What percentage chance? I think we all um, in the beginning of the season. I think we all predicted top ten. I I think I predicted tenth. I think I said twelfth, but. Okay, I right. think I predicted 10th. Okay, so let's say that we all predicted those things that we've just said. Okay. All right. Uh, what percentage chance, Paul, do you think uh, your prediction from the beginning of the season of 10th, what percentage chance do you think that has of coming true? 28%. 28%. Okay, so not confident. Dave, 12th? I'd say the same. I'd say about... Stop copying, Dave. <laughs> All right, no, no, I'll say... So you can, you can say 28. I so don't, what are you saying is... I don't is, want to be the same. So what are you saying Stop is... Stop ordering the same things as me in restaurants. <laughs> I'll say about 30%. I'm about, yeah. Okay, so mine was 10th, and I'll go like 20% mm. chance of that happening. And Hang on a second. Like, that just shows that we're all... Yeah, but it, we all ex- accept that things have not gone quite as well as we had hoped. But it's, in, and it's, you, in, and, it's interesting. And, and because, you get the impression yeah. talking to you, Dave, that like it's fine. It's all going exactly to yeah. plan. No, no, no. I, I, I said we're not going to get relegated. Yeah. Right. So it's still going. Okay. Yeah. It's, but it's interesting because you were the least. You were the like, the least confident we'd stay up, and also you're the like the most confident of your previous prediction. I know. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're a riddle trapped in an enigma. <laughs> That's yeah. You're yeah. the least confident. So you think it's it's most likely that we'll finish in the relegation zone out of the out of the three of us, and you also think it's most likely that we'll finish in the no, top. No, because I said twenty percent, and you said twenty eight percent. So did he? Yeah, uh, I said so. I shouldn't drink. Yeah, well, you shouldn't, and that's why this is an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast. Um, so, uh, as we've already spoken about, Mike Williamson mm. is doing terrifically at Wolves. One game. And also, but I'm just going to go through some uh, lone watch here. All right. Uh, what's his name? Adam Armstrong. Yeah, he's got, doing brilliantly. He yeah. got a couple more goals. It's another brace. Uh, Did you see his second against goal? Peterborough. Uh, I didn't actually. I haven't seen the goals. It was a beautiful was goal. It? They were 2-0 down as well, and he scored their second and then the winner but the winning goal was amazing what percentage you, you chance do you think there is <laughs> I'm tempted to just do polls yeah okay let's now. do it what percentage chance do you think there is that Adam Armstrong will in his career become in the Premier League a uh, regular starter for NUFC ooh it's a good question actually 30% 30% Dave 15. 15%, yeah, yeah. I I'll, just can't I'll say I'll do 20%. It. I mean, basically, Whoa. what we're saying, we think it's... it's uh, Unlikely. It's Bear in mind, we'll sell, we'll sell anyone who does well, so gaps will appear. I just... I don't, like, because we've seen so many of the, the kids that come through the ranks do quite well in the reserves, yeah. go off and have it. Like, uh, Michael Chopra had a decent career outside of Newcastle, and it was all right, but he, he just couldn't make the step up. It's Armstrong. He was able England to take the form, step up. Though. Uh, through the door into William Hill, I believe. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the story with Michael Chopra. But I think Armstrong's looked quite good at every level he's played for for England as well. Yeah, but then so did... I'm not being... Like, I agree. So Adam Campbell. I, I think Adam... And they're both the best strikers on earth. <laughs> I think Adam Armstrong's got more about him than Michael Chopra, but I just, I just don't think he's good enough... Well, let's see. Uh, Although yeah. I could probably have said the same about Shola Amiobi. <laughs> yeah. Well, the certain thing about Shola Amiobi was he always, whether if he was a goal scorer or not, which he generally wasn't, he, <laughs> yeah. he, he did uh, a job. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. was able to do a... He was a poor man's Emil Heskey at Premier League level. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, yeah. he's able to... Whereas Armstrong, he can't. He can only play as a as a goal getter. He can't be a target man, or he can't be. Yeah, yeah. I do think though now I'm like I think he should totally stay on loan at Coventry because it's clearly oh, yeah, developing yeah. him. Absolutely. I do think now we're playing four four two. We've finally got a system because whenever he's played for us before, he's sort of been up on his own, like mm. Perez was last year. Yeah. Having yeah. a big 
lump up there <laughs> next to him would actually... But we're finally playing a way that would benefit that type of player. Yeah, right now, if, um, if Perez got injured, yeah. then I would rather... On our books, I would rather have Adam Armstrong come in than anyone else. Ahead of De Jong? Uh, right now, yeah, I yeah. would. I mean, mm. he's on form and he's... I'm not, I don't well, know how the play... contract is. We probably, that wouldn't happen. We wouldn't be able to do that. But. I don't know. But I think to play De Jong, you have to change the system back to four two three one, which we've yeah. looked not nearly as good at. Four four two seems to work for us. But mm. he would do great alongside Mitrovic probably right now. Yeah. Um, uh, we've still got a few other players on loan. Um, I'm going to apologies about my Gillespie or Gillespie. Yeah, Gillespie. Gillespie. A guy who I didn't. We've got two players at Carlisle: mm-hmm. Alex Gilead, 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 and um, uh, Gillespie or Gillespie. I'd never heard of him. I'm, I'm it's guessing McCall. it's Gillespie. Probably well, it's not. Well, it's not. It's, I know it's not that. written like that. Okay, but then Siobhan's written Siobhan. It is, isn't it? Them, them Irish, <laughs> right? No, but, um, McCall- Finally, <laughs> someone with the guts to say it on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> calling out the Irish. Yeah, that's what the troubles were about. Spelling. <laughs> um, now, old uh, this guy Macaulay Gillespie, mm. who I'd not heard of until now. He uh, got his first senior goal uh, for Carlisle at the weekend. So well done, Macaulay, if you're listening. And, uh, I mean, uh, we're, approaching, we're approaching the end, aren't we? So, um, what, I, what I wanted to ask is, you know how we made a, a big changes in the backroom staff? Yes. Do you see a difference? Do you see a difference in, like, the... I don't know, like the, the, their approach and stuff like that. It's very intangible, isn't it? It's very difficult to tell those sort of things. Because I've seen uh, Steve Black, who's the, the... Yeah, that's a bit weird. Steve Black, he's an interesting character, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he's the, motivation, the motivational motiva- guy. Yeah. And the only time I've seen him is when we won 6-2. <laughs> <laughs> he was on the pitch, and like, he's, got, you know, in he's, everyone's he's, ears. Exactly. And the players do look more... Confident, I will say, but that could just be because for, we're playing better football. For most of, of for most of the for the second half of last season, I think we were characterised by our players looking almost all of the time like they were on the verge of tears. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. But there was a bit of that, I think, at the beginning of the season as well. I do think we seem. I don't know if it's to do with the new staff, but we, as a club, we seem a bit more professional. Yeah, there yeah, seems to be a bit more of a plan. And you get the impression the players, they come out afterwards sometimes. They know if they've played well. And I'm trying to think what I'm trying to say here. But like last season, it was panic stations all the time. And you could tell there was nobody calming things down. There was a low starting point, though. Yeah. The Carver and Stone and Woodman era was just Uh, mental. um, And also... uh, while uh, we're talking about that, seeing more professional, I remember someone pointing out on Twitter, which I thought was a good point, um, that when Mitrovic was looking like he could get that second yellow mm-hmm. on Saturday, it didn't look like Colacini as a captain was there or there was anyone there to like it put didn't. their arm. No, it didn't to put their no. arm around him. And true, that's and that's the kind of thing that Colback. Would maybe, consistently maybe have right. done, yeah, yeah. yeah. And also uh, something else. <laughs> uh, sorry, go on because I've forgotten. Uh, I was just going to read out the um, the the team news for the under twenty ones tonight because oh, is it right there? It's, it's I mean, by just... the time anyone listens to this, oh yeah, it'll be off. But it, it's just interesting that we've got quite a um, quite a strong team out. Um, we've got Woodman, who's probably going to be in, uh, in in nets for us. Actually, that's something we haven't mentioned. Yes, that's oh, what course. I was going to yeah. talk about next. Right, so uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Freddie Woodman or Rob well, Elliott? Rob Elliott is injured by the looks of it. Yeah, he's got a groin and problem. so yeah. is uh, Carlo. Darlow. And Kroll. And Kroll. Yeah, so yeah. we're back to um, 
We're back to uh, someone's son. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fat kid. We've just put in the fat kid. Uh, it's, it's, it's weird because the, the rule is that you have to have... If you've got one fit keeper, you're not allowed an emergency loan. But what they tend to do is let you get away with it and let yeah. you have... Because you've only got one. And if you get it injured you know, during the game, then... By the law, you should have been allowed to have like a. People you know is, what I mean? It's people like, are yeah. acting as if uh, this is stupid on our part that we've got ourselves into this situation again. But I will say it's hard to legislate for three injured three keepers. Injuries, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and none of them are like. Um, I don't know. They're not like really old keepers that you could expect it from. These are all fairly young lads who've just picked up a groin injury here, or I don't even know what's wrong with Carl Darlow and Tim Krull anymore. It's the kind of injury scenario that you would dream up that wouldn't happen in the real world, yeah, apart yeah, yeah. from with us in the last <laughs> yeah. sort of five years. But then, so tonight our our team out is uh, is Woodman in nets, and he's likely to start against Bournemouth. Well, this is the thing, because there's talk of getting a lone keeper, because it sounds like nobody's quite sure if we can or can't. Mm. But Victor Valdez is available. Yeah. So, I I don't know. It feels like that's the sort of thing we should be trying to do. Oh, like, absolutely. A lot of people are saying, there was a poll in the Chronicle saying, like, do you think Woodman is good enough to start? <sighs> it was like 70% said yes. It's like, you've not seen him play. Yeah. It's, like, it's the same thing with football fans everywhere. You change the word think for hope yeah and it's, answer yeah. That like question. Your, it's a little like your attitude towards cmd young <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um uh bournemouth is on saturday it's yes, 12 45 it kickoff it's a bt sport game which means i have to go to the pub to watch it because i don't oh. have bt sport it's like it's, i don't i can't do bt sport and sky without uh, spending absolutely shit loads. what you want to do what i've done is my parents have got virgin which gets free bt sport so okay. i can just go online yeah I I, me and my parents do don't same. speak anymore so that's <laughs> <laughs> but if you find anyone or a listener who yeah. wants to give you their yeah, login details if there's a listener who wants to <laughs> now like as we've as we're now recording our legal transaction um <laughs> No, that's fine. It's all right. It's a good opportunity to go to the pub. Uh, Dave. Yes, sir. Bournemouth away. Yes, sir. Uh, what, what is your prediction? Last week you were wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Fergus Craig special. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go 2-0 to us. Annoyingly, I'm at a wedding near Norwich on the day. Like, yeah. You're a sort of professional wedding going I've had days, seven this year. Yeah. Seven I'm, weddings. I've got one this weekend as well. Have you? Yeah. But it's in Are you Wimbledon. marrying each other? <laughs> Look, we're, the law has finally caught up to where <laughs> me and Dave feel. Are you just jealous? Well, just, just, I just feel like I should be best man. So. You're well, not even invited, mate. Like, yeah. Dial it down. Um, okay. Uh, so Dave what? and Paul are both going to weddings. <laughs> <laughs> So, I will try and watch the game, but it, I think there's only so much of a game you can watch during a service okay. at a wedding. But you reckon it'll be 2-0 uh, to us? I mean... I think we have to win. Will you say that? I don't well, mean, I don't mean like for ages. our league position, but I mean as a barometer of how we've been playing and how unlucky Bournemouth have been of injuries and how decimated their squad is, you look at it and think, if we don't win that, it's going to take very bad luck to this not is, win. This is the thing. You can't... It's like... It's like Mourinho consistently finds a reason why the ref... Oh, met, it's not the, a conspiracy. Con, listen, all I'm all saying right. is, I'm not, I know it's not a conspiracy, but Mourinho consistently finds a reason why it was the ref's fault that they didn't win, right? But there comes a point where the whole world of football knows, come on, you know, it's... Yes, that decision went against you, but Chelsea should have more points by now. And it's not just the ref's fault. And uh, we, for the last few games, we have been playing well. But if we don't beat Bournemouth, yeah, you know... Like, I know what you're saying, I know what you're saying. So, yeah, but you're, but having you're said annoyed that, for a, a thing that hasn't happened. I know, I'm just, yeah. Well, this is the nature of uh, me. So what's your, what's your prediction? 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Right, fuck it, I'm going 2-1. I'm not having the same. I was, gonna, I was thinking of going 2-1. All right, um, okay. Just dead quick, is it not really interesting that Woodman's 
playing tonight because that's that's risky if we're not if we like it almost suggests that we will get a keeper in because it's taking a huge risk or does it well, just suggest they want to get him match fit it could be yeah that's, that that's well. uh Hydara is starting as well so it's unlikely that he'll be starting against Bournemouth it looks like Domit will be starting well, I, th- I quite like Dumay. <laughs> um, now he's French, he seems much better. Yeah, he does. You make it sound like it should be served with a cracker. Anyway. We have signed up with Labrooks. This is, I've just said we that. Have no way. It's not, <laughs> yeah. It sounds Context. like I've, it sounds like that's been edited in a pre-recorded yeah, yeah. thing, but no, I'm just throwing it in now. We've signed up with Labrooks to give you some exclusive betting odds and offers that we have wrangled out of them for you. Like I say, every week, when we say we... The, I'm not involved in that in any way. Uh, follow the, the links on this show's description and our Facebook page and Twitter feed and our mini-pod at the end of the week with some tips and exclusive offers for you. Exclusive offers? Uh, for starters, there's a... F- <laughs> well, that's not bad, is it? Exclusive offers. That's a good thing. Uh, for starters, there is a free bet of up to £50 for you when you click the link and enter the code LAD. 50 so uh you know do that that's a, if that's it's your prerogative um do follow us on twitter at newcastle natter mm. um as charlie hunter always says do follow him on twitter uh, <laughs> and uh yeah i mean you do follow us on twitter go, go to the facebook's page give us a rating on itunes all of that shit um but it's it's been uh Lovely to uh, be in your ears once again, and I look forward <laughs> oh, to being the fucking in... breakdown. That's not ever... you are. You, that's not a breakdown. Sli- that's you just like, said it's that's... nice to be in your ears. Yeah, deliberately. Yeah, because you're breaking that... you down. No, that's broadcasting. That's, it's tongue in cheek. Well, it's tongue it's in d- ear. You know, I'm well. I've who's the? Have you ever been paid to be on the radio, Dave? All right, he's throwing right. himself a bit, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, comes come back, back from, to me. Comes come back, back from to Germany, all you know, Teutonic. And you know, with Hasselhoff now, yeah. you're back with us <laughs> in come the back, real world. Come back yeah. to me when you've been in Look a Radio far. Four afternoon play. <laughs> Look how far you've fallen. Yeah, back well, with us, Mugs. Yeah, well, yeah. How's your career going now? Uh, dreadfully. <laughs> <laughs> I've got absolutely nothing in the diary. Oh. So if anyone kind of feel bad wants now. to give me their BT Sport subscription, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Paul, uh, great to see you again. <laughs> yes, uh, it's you. lovely to have you on the podcast, Paul Doolin, Dave Watson. <laughs> same goes for you. And uh, my name is Fergus Craig. Uh, thank you for your time. Goodbye. We out. Goodbye. This is a playback media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network.